Hey guys, welcome back to the Fire Triangle Podcast. So happy to be here with you guys. Uh, Today we have a really special guest, a dear friend to both me and Mackenzie, Nick Price. (laughs) (laughs) This is a really important special guest for us. It is pride month and we wanted to do an episode to sort of just talk about the importance of the lgbtq plus community and being an ally and everything about that so you want to give a little introduction nick (laughs) yeah so i met shelby and mckenzie in college at ecu Mm -hmm. and whenever i met them i was pretty much already kind of comfortable, but not as comfortable as I thought I really could be with Mm -hmm. my sexuality. And it wasn't until I really met them that I knew it was okay to be truly who you are. Because if you knew Mackenzie or Shelby in college, they really truly were exactly who they were. There was no like, (laughs) I'm conforming to this social group. So... Anyways, they gave me a lot of courage. A lot of my friends did. They're my chosen family. Like, people in the LGBTQIA plus community, like, a lot of times, especially with me and my coming out experience, we, some family members don't view you the same, don't treat you the same. And your friends that you meet become your family members. They become your chosen family. And it's a really special thing for us. Mm-hmm. But um, So would yeah. you like to maybe talk Talk just more about your experience, your coming out story. How long, how long have you known? Um, yeah, yeah. So really I get known into it since primary school. Mm-hmm. Like I am a true believer that like you're born this way. Absolutely. Like, you're. It's not like a chosen thing, you know. I think choosing really comes into play whenever you're not necessarily like, you know, I'm going from queer to straight. It's now like. I'm choosing what's more comfortable for myself. Like if you mm-hmm. need a label, but anyway, so I known since literally primary school and I, you know, really knew in middle school what feelings I was having towards guys were not the same feelings as like a friendship. Like, it's like, okay, this is definitely more than a friendship. Like, why do I want to hold this guy's hand? Like, why do I want, to like just jump on top of him mm-hmm. and like make out with him. Like that's not <laughs> raised in a small Southern town. Like that's not what you're taught. And that's, you're definitely taught that that's not okay. So for a long time I was like, holy cow, I'm not, I'm not fitting this mold. Mm-hmm. And I was raised to be, you know, a successful young man and this was definitely not a part of that (laughs) so it took me a while to really feel comfortable in my skin but you know coming out in high school I came out as gay to my friends but then my family found out because my community is so small everyone's it spread like wildfire everyone was like oh my god Nick Price is gay. Nick Price is gay. And my mom didn't even confront me about it. She just stopped talking to me for a week. Mm. And then I had to confront her because my sister basically was like, so you're gay, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, I am. You know, I wasn't really ready to tell you this, but 
here, let's talk. Let's have this convo. Mm -hmm. And me and my sister, we were both raised by my mom, but our real dad is gay. And that had a lot to do with my own internal struggle because, you know, you don't want to be like this guy because, you know. So you knew growing up that he was Yeah, yeah. No, we knew. But I did not know for sure. Like, he didn't come out to us until... I'd say middle school. I'd say whenever I was finally figuring out what these feelings were meaning, mm-hmm. my father was like confirming that, yeah, his roommate is his partner. This is his partner. Which I, that in itself, of- like you, you know, you're trying to figure out what you're feeling. And then you have your dad who isn't with your mom anymore telling you what he's going through. And it's like, it probably scared the heck out of you. Oh, for sure. And I know you felt some type of way about your father. So it was like, I don't want to be like him, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was a lot of internal struggle for a long time. But, like, you know, getting out of my small town was Mm -hmm. very big for me. Huge. I don't think if I would have – I think if I would have stayed, I don't think I'd – I think I still would be struggling to know who I truly was. Right. I think for a lot of people – and I think that's why pride's so important to me because a lot of people come from small town, come from communities where they don't feel safe. They don't feel that they can be themselves without persecution, without judgment from others. And, you know, everybody wants to say, well, I don't care what other people think. Like, it's very hard to do that. And if you, most people that say that, mm, yeah, they do care. Right. Yeah. Very hard. And pride being able to say, this is who I am. I'm so proudful to be myself, you know, not ashamed to put it, you know, on your resume, not ashamed to put it in a job application, not ashamed to say it in a job interview, you know, mm-hmm. that it's the freedom of just being your true self. Cause you have to constantly fight. You don't know who's going to be the interviewee when you go in for a job interview. You don't know, at your job if a customer comes in one day or even at the grocery store like from the moment that you wake up to the moment that you go to sleep some in some places and against some people you're always fighting and yeah and you have and always like, you have always lived in the south nick like oh yeah no i've always whiteville greenville raleigh so yeah. it's like mm-hmm. that's something that you are continuing to fight for no it is but like I've also continuously moved to more progressive towns. You know, Absolutely. I went to ECU deciding between App State or ECU, and people were like, you're going to go to ECU? Like, you're not going to be accepted there. And I said, no, I will. I'm going to find people that will accept me for who I am. And what and did you, know, you these do? Are my <laughs> like, these are some of my hometown friends telling me this. They're like, you're going to ECU? Like, that's just white bull. But, like, Mm-mm. go Pirates. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not. And, like, here, I met all of these wonderful people. Right. And, you know, yeah, I did stay in North Carolina, but I moved to Raleigh where in two weeks there's literally a – they're closing down the entire main city block in Raleigh for Pride, for a Pride Festival. Right. And that's yeah. huge to see to see southern cities um, celebrating is. Pride. Like a couple of years ago, this didn't happen. So you should be proud to even be a part of that. No, I am. And it is amazing that, you know, a couple of years ago, that wasn't even possible. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> we're, we're steady facing more and more legislation and laws that are coming out against the community, against 
people just trying to live their lives. And, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people are like, the LGBTQIA community is like groomers. And I'm like, how can you say that we're groomers when the majority of us were groomed to be straight? Right. Right. Like we were literally told what we were thinking, feeling, doing was wrong. And you need to act this way. Like reduce your mannerisms. Stop waving your arms around when you talk. Deepen your voice, you know, wear more conservative clothing. You know, it's crazy. Right. When we grew up with the internet, right? We're internet babies. So how do you think with being yourself and expressing and also the harshness and the rudeness of people who don't accept the community, how did social media sort of impact you in the community? Um, For me, it was, you know, a way to find other examples of a queer space you know it was it wasn't necessarily a way for me to express myself on social media right but to find that community outside it was was a way for me to find that community where there was no community where i came from exactly you know there was no such thing as a gay bar or a queer supportive space Mm -hmm. in whiteville north carolina and Mm -hmm. oh it would shake the town if it was. And there should be, there should be. But um, my biggest thing was with drag. Like, I am such a big fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. I've been watching since probably the second season because I would literally go into my room and I'd, like, make my little cave and I'd turn on Drag Race and that would be my little safe space. If I was having a rough time or, if, you know, people at school were still asking me every day, are you gay? When are you coming out? And I'm like, chill, like back the fuck up. Like, let me, let me experience this on my own. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, social media for that was just amazing. in that aspect is it gave me that sense of community. Right. And now social media kind of has as well with cancel culture, (laughs) there's like negative aspects excuse me, negative aspects to social media, you know, forcing someone to come out is a negative aspect of social media. You know, people say celebrities or influencers, you know, they act a certain way and you've got hundreds of thousands of people following your every move, you know, that's, it can be very over analyzing Mm -hmm. and Kit Connor, he, I forgot what he was on but it was like a gay rom-com sitcom and it's really big for queer youth. Um, really important heart stopper, heart stopper is what it's called. (laughs) And it's very, it's, it's a good story, but he hadn't come out personally and the entire fan base basically hounded him, subjected his every move. And he finally, he did come out, but in his caption, he was like, this is a shame. I feel forced. Right. Because it, it almost as if the community, like the hate, the people who hate on the community coming onto social media, like, well, you're not proud if you're not out. You should be an ally. You should be supporting. But it's also, no, you should be able to do whatever you want on your path, on your journey. Tell whoever time. you want, be whatever you want. You shouldn't even have to 
one, come out to anybody, or two, put a label on it. You should be able to just be yourself because then you're sort of expected to act a certain way. Like if people are like, oh, is he or is he not? What is he? You know, it's like, just let him be. Right. And like the whole labeling, I think our generation is doing a good job of like removing those labels. Um, One thing I wanted to say was like you said, yeah, you knew in primary school. Exactly. It's the same way as straight people. When you start to, we start having crushes when we're younger, you know, and it's like, we never had to come out. So why I, I do understand a part why, why it's necessary to come out, but also like, no, because why do I have to put a label on who I love and what I'm doing? But it's also a time that we're in of things are changing and we're finally starting to accept that. For my children, mm-hmm. if um, they come home and they bring home a whatever, it shouldn't have to be announced. No. Whatever they bring through that door, right. it's fine. Right. But I'm so grateful right. to be in this time that like things are changing and things are accepting because, you know, people have been gay for a long time, a long, long time, but they've been closeted closet they haven't been able to have that freedom to express who they love who they want to be truly be themselves so i do feel grateful to be in a time once again where i think our generation is changing the narrative changing you know those boxes we're supposed to fit in into because screw that screw the boxes be who you want and love whoever the heck you want because who you love should have no has nothing to do with any of us and I think yeah. it it hurts me so much when people get so offended and just are so nasty when it's like, bruh. And a lot of what are you going through in your life that you're taking this hate out on someone who is just proud to be themselves and to love who the heck they want to love? Exactly. Exactly. You have to love yourself before you can love anyone else. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just, I think that with the labels going back to that, you know, some, to some people, labels are super important, but in the same breath, like you said, who cares, you know, be yourself, love who you love. You know, some people do use labels as a sense of security, Mm -hmm. as a sense of, okay, well, you know, I'm not straight. So I'm this, like, this is me, you know, Mm -hmm they they like i use being bisexual as a cover right like that gave me a comfortability with my mother because right. that gave her hope right. that i was going to be able to get a woman right and you know here in the back of my mind i'm like there's no oh, nah. way that's ever yeah. gonna happen right so you know it took myself to be my true self to say no i am gay this is who i am but it also took me educating her, not educating her, but, you know, giving her examples that weren't negative. I think that's a big issue with a lot of the older generation is mm-hmm. they have so many negative experiences with the queer community. Right. Because, you know, they were instilled by their parents that it was a negative thing. Right. A bad thing. You know, it's not something that you should aspire to be. And have now ever- our generation, it's like we're There's completely so changing that successful people yeah i've never had a conversation with somebody who for example from a parent's perspective have you ever asked what their genuine fear is you know what i mean cuz you know i understand it if it's how you're raised 
or if it's your religion or what you believe in, but like genuinely asking them go deeper. What? You know, I have, I've asked, you know, my mom, I've asked a couple of people like parents from my hometown, Uh you know, that were necessarily okay. Accepting of me, but I'd say, okay, well, what if your child, like, you know, what if your child was gay? What mm-hmm. would you think? What would you say? And they're like, I'd love to sit there and say that I'd be just as supportive of you, but I'm, I'd am i be so worried for my child that they'd be persecuted or they would be assaulted or they would be, you know, judged or withheld opportunities. You know, that's, I feel like that's a, that's a true, genuine parent's fear, regardless of what it is. I think it's just the institutional, like, just like institutional racism, there's institutional, you know, hate towards certain groups and the queer community being one of them. So I feel that, you know, it's just, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It's it's very hard for people to come around because of past experiences, but... I never thought about it from a fear perspective because, and in no way am I comparing the communities. It's interesting from a male perspective that, for example, for women, you know, on a daily basis in America period in certain neighborhoods, if I see a guy outside at night walking, I'm scared, right? Like there's a lot of situations where I'm scared. As a female. uh, Just as a female. And so it's interesting that, just me being the gender I was born with, with no op, like I didn't have a choice either. Why they think you're better off or more safe being straight. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's no, just, I know exactly it's, what it's you interesting. Mean. It's interesting to look at it from a fear point of view. Right. Definitely. Because it's like, well, yeah, women are scared all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time also, yeah. you know? So there's a ton of groups. And if anything, then all right, let's try to change the narrative, let's fight to make this a safer place and not just have it be this laissez-faire thing that nobody talks about and we all avoid the topic and we don't try to make it better. But no, that's think, the sad thing is like they yeah. come, those, those, that fear comes from those experiences that are super, super negative and super, super traumatic. But in the same breath, that fear silences them and right. they're not willing to make a change. You turn that blind eye. Right. So, right. But once again, we're in that we're in this time and we're in this generation where we are fighting and we are trying to change um, exactly a lot. And, you know, and like we're we're being the example for our parents because maybe they didn't have the freedom. They didn't have the choice or they didn't Mm -hmm. think they did. Um, And, you know, we're stepping outside of that and we're challenging these things and we are just I think so. You know, we still have a long way to go, but even just like our friend group and the people we surround ourselves with, we are so accepting of just who you are. Any of us. Like, oh, and I feel you it. know, I feel it, you know, like I used, I, I remember distinctly you both telling me, Nick, you change yourself, who you are around different people. Mm-hmm. Like you change who you are, different mannerisms around and like different how you act. Yeah. Whether it be your fraternity brothers, whether it be us, you know, like, and that was a bit, I think that was like my final step in really being who I was is not doing that masking thing. Because I think, I think the way we saw it was like, we saw your true authentic self. 
And we yes. wanted you to be able to express that and be happy with that, no matter who you were encountering. Exactly. Um, exactly. And yeah, I think our friend group had a big impact on you. Well, I, oh, no. And feeling For comfortable. Sure. We've talked about acceptance before because even I would refer to myself as kind of a, not really anymore, but I used to be a little bit of a chameleon. Whoever I was around, I wanted them to like me. So I'd act how they acted so that I could be accepted by whatever group I was in front of. Right. It was just slight changes, but still you, it's really easy to get lost in your masks. And then you sort it of is. have a breakdown, like, wait, okay, then who am I? And exactly. you don't have to answer that question. You really don't. You can be whatever you want on any day at any time. Right. But it is hard to, like, even at, at work in a corporate office, what'd you do on the weekend? Uh, you know, just read a book, watched some TV, when all actuality, I'm at a rave, raving my face off, and I'm scared to tell them that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's hard um, with acceptance, for sure. Oh, yeah. And I mean, there's a difference between being you know, yourself in a professional world and being yourself that, you know, you don't, you don't have to give the explicit details. Like you don't have to say, I went to a gay cruise and, you know, there was public sex on the balcony. (laughs) You don't have to say all that. You don't have to be provocative in a certain way because, you know, because trust straight people are always like, I don't want to hear about gay sex. I don't want to hear about it. It's, it's perverting to me. And I'm like, do you think I want to hear about how you have sex? Right. Right. Nobody wants to talk about sex with strangers. Nobody wants to talk about that. It's, it's not, (laughs) it's not a gay thing to overshare. I'm like, no, no one wants to talk about it. And if you are talking about it, gay or straight, like, why are you telling everybody your business? Right. It's more (laughs) deep rooted in men as well than it is, for females, for, females for sure. To share their sex females, experience. I feel like sort of flow on the spectrum a little bit easier than guys oh, yeah. do. Uh, even in like, oh, I'll just make out with my girlfriend tonight and it won't matter. Whereas a guy, a straight male, like a super, super straight male would go, what the fuck? No, I've never kissed my friend, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yep. but why? What's your, where is this, you know? What is this rooted from? Rooted from, yeah. yeah. Why are you, they won't even watch a movie that has like uh, two men kissing in it. Because it makes yeah. them uncomfortable. Because it makes them uncomfortable. But why? What? What's the? What's your problem? Yeah. Yeah. No, that is the age-old question. What makes straight men so uncomfortable around gay men? Because and it you questions know, their I, own value. It question. It makes them question themselves. You know, oh, yeah. whether they've whatever, thought about this or not. And anything that questions a white str- straight guy, mm-hmm. God, you think it's because they're scared. Well, if anybody, if anything, threatens their like. Their they're, title or who they are. They've their life to build up this strong, like, you know, figure. Fig, Masculine figure, guy. Like, you know, that's who they are. They're the strong figure. And anything that threatens that strongness, anything that threatens that, like, you know, structure. Right. And that's it, even, not even just, like, about talking about, like, being gay, but also just, like, uh, them talking about their emotions. Oh, yeah. You can get yes. far deep into that. Right. And it's like, okay the actual true strength comes in being who you are and mm-hmm. getting emotional that makes exactly. you stronger not oh yeah i'm a strong strong hot man <laughs> i'm terrified of a man who's never cried yeah. i'm actually petrified of a man who has never cried because it's that's so built up terrifying oh, yeah. yeah oh that is terrifying that's actually the like, scariest satanic thing ever. Yeah. i'm not even kidding like oh, yeah. that is anytime my boyfriend cries i'm like yes 
I love it. I get so much more attracted to him. I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. But some girls do judge men who cry. They ask right. for it and then their their significant other cries or whatever. And, and they're, they're like, scared. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. that's a little, uh, that's not as masculine as I want you to be. So it's not only the the male, but also there are females that say, you know, yeah, open up and be emotional. And then they cry and they do act differently towards them and judge them and think they're not as masculine. Like it's also on females as well. Right. My, my dad was always not like super emotional, but I always saw him be emotional growing up, whether it was like we went to a sad movie or I saw him cry over X, Y, and Z. So like, I thought that was normal. And then like coming to the real world and seeing like, you know, guys not cry this and that. I'm like, let it out. What are you scared of? Oh, yeah. Well, that was part of, you know, like the grooming of I'm like, no, how are you going to tell this poor boy who something just happened that he can't cry about it? Right. Like, no, let the emotions fly. Like, and I think that comes from maybe not necessarily a fear of their child being queer, but, you know, men, men are just supposed to be this strong figure. Right. And I think, Once again, you know, we're changing the narrative. And again, of that. pride is so important because men, it is okay to cry. Men, right. it is okay to like show your feminine side. Right. Use your hands whenever you talk. Right. Because we all have, me. we all have, <laughs> no matter who you are, we all have feminine and masculine parts of, yes. us, parts of us. Oh, and, I can be masculine. And <laughs> I lost my train of thought. But no, you. Oh, I could be masculine. No, I mean the word male is in female. Yes. Yes. So, do you think that's why um, females and gay men sort of get along more because you're a little bit more in touch with your emotions? I could see that. And your feminine side. And that's why, like, we are sort of more connected, I guess. I would say yes, for sure. Because we can not only relate on an emotional standpoint, but we can also relate on a men's standpoint because we're both going after men. <laughs> Granted, you know, the, the gay guys going after all, only straight men, that is not okay. You need to check yourself. You should be going after people who want you right. just as much as you want them. Right. And... Also, I don't know, I think, not from, like, a victim standpoint, but from a standpoint of, like, we both have gone From a minority standpoint. Challenges. You know, a lot of, it tears me up whenever a straight man is like, it's just so hard to be a straight white man in America now. Oh, I, like, please, please. I was watching a TV show last night where this, like, little eight-year-old, he goes, I'm gonna have to work 20 times harder to get into Harvard, like, what about my white straight males? It's like, you've had it for 10,000 years. Shut the fuck up. Like, exactly. It's about just get time over it. everyone else is accept, accepted and, you know, has a privilege exactly. as much as you like, do. I mean, I, you know, I have it pretty made. And, you know, I've had my issues and my challenges, yes. But, like, the real people being victimized every day are black trans youth, black mm-hmm. trans people, individuals. They are the ones that truly get brunt of the hate getting hit at all angles all angles and it's just and once again why i'm gonna say it's sad it's it's honestly it's like get off your ass and vote Mm -hmm. like make the change that you want to see 
you know? Right. right. And I think that's just so important about Pride Month. Okay, so we'll we'll circle back to voting and you know how to be an ally after this, but I do have a question for you. I want you okay, yeah. I'm curious to see and to hear your experience about like your relationship with your mom and your sister while you were coming out versus now, or maybe you want to talk about like high school relationship with them versus now and just you finally being able to accept who you are and how that's you know, transformed into your relationships with your close family. Oh, yeah. Well, let's do my sister first, because my sister is a little bit shorter and sweeter, because it's like, right. we constantly bickered growing up, you mm-hmm. know, like the classic, like brother, older brother, younger sister, we constantly bickered, bickered, and we didn't get along. And then even throughout college, we were really still growing in our, in our relationship. But I would say... You know, once we were both in high school together, my senior year, her freshman year, she was seeing me outside of the home for the first time, which really gave her an insight as to who I was, who I really was. Because at home, you know, my mask was on and I was in my room. And I, you know, her basically, you know, telling me, are you gay? And me confirming it, you know, she she pretty much let not let me have it, but she was I had never seen that confidence in her before asking me the questions she was asking me, wanting to know certain things. And I, you know, answered some questions and some questions I didn't answer. She was like, well, who was your first kiss? And I'm like, I'm not telling you that. Like, this is still my coming out to you. Like, yes, you know, you instigated it. But sure, blah, blah, blah. And that's usually how it goes with younger siblings. Like the younger sibling finds something out and they're like, you're gay, aren't you? Mm-hmm. But it, you know, it was also the one of the first times I saw her kind of care for me in a way that she, my little sister really does for her family members. She is almost like, she's always been a mama bear. And it's weird because she will go to bat for any of her family members, even if they might be wrong. Like mm-hmm. she will claw her way and it's crazy it's love it's support it's what a family member is supposed to be a little sister but she (laughs) throughout college she would ask me you know if there's certain things that moms told her that are true like you know are you bi she was like well you told me you were gay and Mm -hmm. I was like well no I'm, I'm still deciding you know And that was to preserve what relationship I had started to build with my mom. Mm -hmm. Because with her, I knew it was going to be a lot of stepping stones Mm -hmm. because of my dad, my father. Right. And I'm not saying that it's bad for my father to be gay. I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. I don't think he went about it necessarily the right way. Right. But that's neither here nor there. But... With my sister now, we talk about it. Whenever she and her boyfriend got really serious, she once she text called me and wanted to know, you know, hey, I want to talk to Caleb about this. What exactly do you want me to tell him? Like, what exactly do you want me to say? Mm-hmm. And you know, that was a really big step for me because I was like, or not for me, but in my eyes, that was a big step for her because Wait, and I'm like, like the relationship okay. that you guys had because she was looking out at it like. 
you know, respect for you. Exactly. Exactly. She was looking out for the respect that she has for me and wanted to make sure that I was being seen by him in a way that I wanted to be seen by him. So yeah, my sister and me have a great relationship now and she's the one that, you know, we, we cut up about it, but she's the only one I cut up about it. My mom, we're still working. Mm -hmm. I, she's so supportive now, you know, whenever I first came out to her, we had probably a four hour conversation on the screen and porch where she cried and she felt betrayed because I had come out to my friends, my five very, very close friends. They, I came out in that group chat and then, you know, one of them did not keep it in the group chat and it spread like wildfire. My mom's best friend, her daughter told her, texted her and my mom knew for a week without talking to me. And finally, because we had a good relationship. I mean, you know, she was like, you know, so proud of me. I'd been very successful in my K through 12 years. And she just was not talking to me. And I was like, and Natalie tells me she knows she knows. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. And so we talk and she pretty much was not having it. She said, I'm going to continue to pray that you will want to marry a woman. You'll, God will put a woman in your life and you'll fall in love with her. And that'll be that. And that seems to be like the narrative for a lot of people who come out, you know, especially in small towns and especially in the South. They'll bring religion into it and, you know, we'll, we'll pray the gay away from you. Like, no. Oh, yeah. My mom's Catholic. I was mm-hmm. raised Catholic. Right. So, like, right. we have, they, they had Catholic, you know, pray the gay away camps. They had little workshops that you could go to in Wilmington, North Carolina, that mm-hmm. you could, you could pray the gay away. You mm-hmm. could go to a little course. And I'm like, I just think that's so despicable that a church that, that is rooted in basically what it, what's the word um scandal right scandal <laughs> and they're trying to you know pray the gay away in the youth you know anyways anyways off topic but <laughs> pretty on um, topic honestly it's always continues to no, go back is. to like the laws and how religion is tied into it and it's like okay if you're yes. really sitting here and saying that Jesus loves everyone or God loves everyone then shut the heck up and start preaching that too and accept and love exactly. everyone for who they are. Exactly. And they, yeah, they're, they can't do it. No. I think religion was started to infringe fear because the it thought it of was. if you do wrong, you're going to hell, that's petrifying. Right. And it's oh, an easy way gosh, to yes. be like, do what I say or you go to hell and it helps to put people into a bubble to act a certain way. When in reality, like right now, we're all living on heaven and hell. We're all like, it depends on, you know, how you live your day to day to day life. What circumstances you have. Are you fill, are you filling your life with love, with gratitude? Or are you stressed, anxious, depressed and upset your whole life? Like that's literally living hell and heaven right now because we don't, we don't really know what's next. We don't don't. know. (laughs) 
You don't. You know, yes, these are, there's all these beliefs and, and this and that. Oh, yeah. But... And that's another thing my mom would say. She's like, you know, I don't want you to go to, like, it's, I want everyone to be together in the end. And I'm like. Well, let's talk <laughs> about right now, mom. Yeah, like, you know, if we if we lose our connection and don't have a connection for the rest of our lives, you know, one of my biggest things was my father's partner is not allowed to any of my dad's side of the family holidays. Like he's mm -hmm. never been first time majority of the family even met him was whenever my grandma passed away, my dad's mom. Mm -hmm. And that was a rough period of time. Cause anyway, anyways, um, I just, I, I feel with my mom, a lot of what she had to overcome was the negative things that she was instilled in as a child, mm -hmm. the negative ideas that she had gotten from my father right. and their falling out that they had as husband and wife. Right. Mm -hmm. And the, I mean, yeah, the things that she had to go through with us children as we, like children, as we were child, like those things she didn't necessarily want for her own child. Mm -hmm. And I think through me getting older, me being in the position I am now, you know, living in Raleigh, you know, supporting myself, the friendships that I have, the connections that I've made, she, I've lived the example that she needed to see that my sexuality doesn't define mm -hmm. how successful I can be or how good of a person I can be. Right. And, you know, I think that she's always known that, like, I'm a good person and I'm, a son, I'm her son. And, you know, that's never been the issue. I think the issue's just been she doesn't want me to become my father. Right. She doesn't want me to, you know... But this is, this is why you're coming out now or like exactly. when you came out. It's exactly. like so that yeah, you that don't live in secrets. Yeah, whenever I was telling her, like, because we've had, you know, obviously countless conversations about this over the years, me and my mom. But, you know, one of the hounding points to her is, do you really want me to, like, live a lie and marry a woman and have a kid and then, you know, have a come to Jesus or an epiphany or, you know, become, like, have a vision through the universe that mm -hmm. holy crap I'm 40 years old living a lie mm -hmm. <laughs> like and just start over my like no that just it it mind baffles me that the older generation of queer people most of them had to do that right. to survive right. they, they didn't have a choice into the mold. they had to like live a lie and a lot of them will say, you know, I don't regret it. I have children because of it. You know, I have a lot of them, their their ex is still friends with them because they really truly had a solid connection. Right. But it just, it baffles me that, you know, we're in a day and age now where children, people can literally just live their lives. Mm -hmm. It's legal. And... There are individuals, some of which are running for president mm -hmm. in the 2024 election, mm -hmm. that want to take away gay rights, trans rights, mm -hmm. like literally banning drag shows mm -hmm. because they're afraid that their children are going to be groomed into being 
gay or trans when in fact <laughs> if their children are god bless them because they're being groomed to be straight they're being groomed that their way of life is their way of mindset even right. is, i don't understand why they think if they erase it all together like you said if they ban it take it out of books if no child hears about it that they think it's just gonna go away right yeah like this has always People have always been born straight or gay for a long, long time. It's just people lived in secret. And now we're at this point where it's really accepting. But also, there's the other side of it who literally just wants it completely deleted, erased. Because you can say his name, fuck Rob DeSantis. For what? (laughs) Literally, Literally I've seen the like iconic Wanda Sykes quote where she literally says, until a drag queen walks into a school and beats eight kids to death with a copy of To Kill a Mockingbird, I think you're focusing on the wrong shit. Yeah. Right. How like, are we taking away basic human rights, but yet you can in, still- in Florida, you can literally walk into a fucking Walmart with a gun in your pant pocket, but you're worried about trans names and books. Right. Like, literally, yeah. fuck you. Right. <laughs> it doesn't yes. make any sense. Not at all. It, it, it's crazy. It's the so backwards. Fear that people have, or maybe not even fear, but just ignorance and hate and hate towards know, the LGBTQ community. Yeah, it's it, like it, we are worrying about the wrong dang things right now. Yes, we are. We yeah. It it is. There's so many people out there that are supportive of the queer community. Mm-hmm. There's so many free spaces now and so mm-hmm. many supportive spaces. But we still but got a long way to go. Breath, there's just as many mm-hmm. spaces that are filled with hate, filled with fear, filled Judgment. with ignorance because of the unknown. And we have to do we have to change that. It's gonna be our generation and the gener- like the younger generation. Absolutely. Like, I always we're say be it. The ones to like, you know, instill inspiration into our families into our parents Mm -hmm. you know my family I'll never forget my mom calling me and telling me her sister had called her and was like so when are you and Preston gonna come around that Nick's gay like when are y'all gonna come around the whole family knows everyone like we don't talk about it we don't like I don't go in there and you know have a rainbow flag on me or anything like that but like I don't feel unwanted. I don't feel, you know, the outcast of the group. And my aunt literally told my mom, you know, when are you going to realize that Nick's gay? Like, when are y'all going to be like, yes, Nick's gay? Right. And be fully accepting of it. Yeah. And my mom said that she cried and she was so upset with her. And I said, why are you so upset? Why are you upset? And she was just like, you know, it, that's not just who you are. I don't want you to be known as the gay nephew. I don't want you to be known as the gay guy in the family. And I said, I'm not just that mom. In the same breath, I am gay. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I am first and foremost Nick Price. Right. But I am Nick Price, the funny gay you know, successful, you know, Loving. All, those, all those adjectives that one puts behind their name. Right. It just so happens gay is one of mine. Right. 
that doesn't change anything about, you know, who I am as a person. It's, you know, that's the biggest thing I want people to realize is just because someone's gay doesn't mean that they've changed as a person. They're still the same person. If anything, they've changed for the better because they've finally accepted who they are. Yes, ma'am. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly right. Oh. So, yeah. Well, I'm I so just... proud of you, Nick. I don't know if we say it enough. I know yeah. we used to, but I'm so proud of you. And just to see who you continue to step into post-college, you know, not seeing you all the time. But just I'm so, so proud to see you fully be yourself all the time. And mm -hmm. it's it's such a good feeling. It is. Thank you. And I'm proud Thank of you, you for getting on here with us and yeah. being vulnerable as hell and raw and opening up and supporting who you are as a person and supporting the community and, you know, just continuing to spread awareness for awareness well, yes. and acceptance and vote, vote, everyone, vote, everyone. vote. Yes, everyone has to get out and vote. That's the best thing <laughs> we can do as allies is to vote. To, yes, you go to your local government's website, you register to vote, you know how to do it. You can go on your DMV website and register to vote, you mm -hmm. know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Get out there, vote, you can vote online, you can get an absentee vote. There's literally no excuse to not let your voice be heard. Right, mm -hmm. and do the research and see who, you know, who is out there in the government? Who is running that supports people of this community? Because that's the most important thing. We need, oh, yes. we need support. You guys need support. We just need to continue to um, spread that awareness and acceptance and love because God knows this world and this earth needs it. So mm -hmm. exactly, we got Everyone this. Does. We but are the you change, know, you and have we're to gonna. Keep in mind. America is so much more forward than other countries in the world. Right. We are, we do have to remember that we are somewhat blessed with the rights that we do have. We just have to keep those rights. We have That's to keep those rights. Absolutely. Keep oh, yeah. Rights. Us fighting and saying we're tired of the hate doesn't negate how far we've come right. and the rights that we do have. I'm right. not saying. I can't walk outside and not show my ankles. Like, I am grateful for what we have in the States, but we're also so far from just basic human rights. Oh, no, and you're where right. we can we be. We are. Yeah. I just, I, I just want to make sure that we do say, we're grateful. Hey, yeah. We Absolutely. do have rights, right. but we have so much more to grow off of it. Yeah. Right. And we are the change, our generation and the one below us like we are the change and i will continue to keep saying it and continuing to vote and continuing to spread that awareness for all the people who don't feel like they have a voice exactly so thank you so much for coming on nick we love you well, so, so freaking much, much. For having me and allowing this to be a free space and a support space and Oh, I'm just so happy for y'all. I'm so excited that y'all are doing this. Thank you. This is so it much fun. It's so much fun, <laughs> and it's so nice to have friends on and just connect I know, with I love you guys. It. Like I love it. It's so nice. Oh, yes. And I, I know our, our friends are gonna love love this episode and to be able to hear your voice. Oh, yes, know. it was so great being on. Thank you so much. Love, love you, you, Nick. So happy much. Pride to everyone. Happy Pride. Happy pride. <laughs> I right, love you guys. Bye. Ciao.